0: Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and
1: theticketfm.com.
2: Happy Monday to everybody out there. This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Of course, uh, talking a lot about the spring game over the weekend as a, a riveting game came down to the final possessions. Uh, yeah, if you stayed that long, the spring game is really not about the end result, but of course, the what you see throughout it, and especially the first couple of series, as that includes the offense, or excuse me, the starters on offense and defense. Uh, let's bring in Steve M. Sippel of the early break, and of course, of the Lincoln Journal Star, uh, to help us wrap up the spring game there. Steve, how's it going? Bach and Strick, how are you guys doing this afternoon? Oh, I can't complain. Again, we we, we got to see some football. Yeah. Yeah,
1: wonderful, wonderful. yeah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah it was a, it yeah, was a beautiful day over there for sure.
2: Yeah, and now they're uh, they're tearing up the turf I already. Saw pictures of that. They didn't they didn't wait too long. They got that thing planned ready to go. They're already taking it out.
0: Yeah, you got to get that going. I mean, that was kind of the whole reason why we had that early the main reason why we had an early spring ball. Um so they could get that going. And man, you know, now that you mention it, when I was done writing on Saturday. I was just standing up there talking to some guys in the press box and looking down on that field. And man, it, it does look real. It did. we will we'll refer to it in the past. 10 yeah, months. it looks awful. Like, it, I, I guess I never, I never really thought about it um, too much until I was standing there looking at it, knowing it was going to be replaced. And I don't know why I didn't have that thought before. It just looked old and terrible. You know, and they kept it. I don't know. You guys can check on it. They kept it way too long. I think over ten years, which is about four too many. So, yeah, this was overdue. They needed to do it. Now it's going to be cool. It's going to be all. It's going to be all green, so it won't be two tone. I oh, yeah. love that. I love. I love that. I mean, Trev's really sort of emphasizing simplicity along the lines of like Penn State and uh, Wisconsin, Michigan. And it goes along with that, so no more two tone it'll be simplistic looking all green and I really like that idea
2: yeah it's, it's it, maybe it's, it's it's kind of uh i don't know you have to be maybe i i've always been interested in like field turf and, and that sort of stuff I'm not not smart enough to help them with it, but I think it will look pretty cool when they set it out there, and you're right it did um look i think i think you know it look kind of pink out there the red was looked pink at times it
0: did you're right the the fade of the you know the Nebraska in one end zone and the Huskers in the other in the end.
2: Yeah, yeah they've
0: taken on a way too. Yeah, you know they say the red burns brighter, but it wasn't burning bright at all <laughs> in that context. Um, and I'm like you, I'm big on stadium look. I, I, um, I always have them. I mean, I've always, like a little kid, like when I go into a stadium, I notice everything. And I want them to, I want a certain look. And Nebraska largely has it, but they need that. They need that. Like, if you walk in, if you were just a guy from Albuquerque and you, and you said, Hey, honey, let's, uh, let's just, if you're on the interstate, let's drive into town and drive into Lincoln and check that stadium out. And you could actually go in it. It would be like, you'd say, Oh, yeah, this is big time. This
2: is, oh, yeah. This
0: looks like, this looks like it should look. And now you're going to have the, turf to match that which is good
2: yeah that, that is going to be good and of course the attendance I, I know some people interested and some people not but that's the sort of things that i like um over fifty four thousand, um which might be lower than it was in the past but I was, I was looking up that's still more than capacity crowds at maryland or indiana or rutgers or northwestern or your former your former rivals in like colorado kansas state and kansas um along that line do you think that nebraska should really put this game kind of on a pedestal on behalf of their fan base and try to incorporate a little bit more of an entertainment aspect to it. Um, because I know there are some people that were a little frustrated by the lack of the primetime players they wanted to see.
0: Oh yeah. Now this, now you're into the very interesting discussion that people are having and there is it's a bit of a conundrum. Now we've reached that point. I think where, what do you do with this thing? Um, Um, I think you're suggesting sort of like a fan fest type thing. And yeah, I'm a I'm I'm kind of like that. Now you keep calling it the red white spring game. I I don't know. You know what do you call it? I mean now you're what you're dealing with here is tradition, Bach. Right. It's it's a it's this is one of our traditions at Nebraska. It's a fan tradition. And uh, you know <laughs> whoever you know the head coach has to deal with this and it's it's sort of interesting but I would say the way it is ah uh, I don't know Bach here's what I'd say this is what I'm not giving you a great answer here because I don't know if there is one what I'm suggesting is it all comes down to a couple things honesty in presentation mm-hmm. and what angle are you coming from when you're when you're making a suggestion of what it should look like. If I were, Spock, I can tell you this. If I weren't a writer, if I weren't a media member, I don't know. I mean, and I said, I'm just going to take a couple of the grandkids over to this thing. And as long as my expectations were low, I would have been just fine with Saturday. Oh yeah. You know, I, as long as I had an inkling that they might not tackle. Uh, and, and, and I was just gonna you know, I just want to see what a couple guys kind of look like. Look at the quarterbacks. You know, I want to study the quarterbacks a little bit. Maybe see some Trey Palmer size up Tommy Hill, that sort of thing. I I would have been okay with it. Now, you get to be in the stadium, you get to see it, you know, you see a, a guy like like a guy like me would have been enthralled seeing Rich Glover on the sideline. Mm-hmm. The great Rich Glover was down there um, seeing, you know, taking a look at O'Shawn Mathis would have been memorable. You know, be able to point to the kids. Hey, see that dude standing out at the end? That's O'Shawn Mathis. And then getting, getting a look at Casey Thompson, albeit a very quick look, getting a look at Chubba Purdy. That might be worth 10 bucks to me. So ah. Uh, just depends on where you're coming from on this. Yeah, I, as a media member though, as a media member and covering it like it's a game, it's a joke. I mean, it's right. it's a complete I like, it's very awkward for the media. We we treat it like it's a real game for some reason, and I, that part is really awkward to me. But that's me. I'm if it was if it was simple, the fan with his little with a couple of the grandkids wouldn't be awkward.
1: So, sip. Yep, um, sure. you know, you, we we get, we did get a chance. Obviously, we didn't have a, a big opportunity to look at Casey Thompson, but I, I think we we could see that it's evident that he definitely has a command of of everything out there. And it, although the span was pretty short, uh, but but uh, when you looked at all of the quarterbacks, uh, what was your take on on all of them? And um, because basically it's a, it's a run for number two. Uh, let's just be honest about it. it it's not, it's not a full on quarterback fight right now. So um, when I looked at it, there were some things that were pretty evident, but how did you view it as far as the quarterbacks and and, and what's your thought on them and, and, and their abilities to be able to be that next guy in line?
0: Yeah. First of all, I think you're reading it right. My first thought was, Oh, they only let Casey play three series. Well, that tells you all about all you need to know about where he is in the race. Um, it wasn't. Now, what if what if they would have let Casey play seven series and attempt 15 passes? You would have thought, okay, maybe they feel like they need to get him working. Maybe he's not quite as far ahead as we thought. Instead, they they, they whip him out of there fast, which tells you he's the guy. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Chubba pretty probably enhanced his profile in the eyes of media and fans by, you know, this is a guy that really only was full go. I believe he was only full go for really a week of spring mm. ball the last week. And he threw the two nicest passes. The one that comes to mind is a, it was a long completion that he layered in between defenders to AJ Rollins. That was, that was probably the prettiest pass of the day. And he threw a couple of pretty nice looking balls. And look, pretty in command of the offense. Uh, Logan, he got out of the pocket good, too, on one of them,
1: I, I saw. You know, he evaded uh, and got out of the pocket, you know, got a few yards but not not much. But you can tell he's got some, a little bit of speed behind him. But go ahead.
0: Yeah. Hey, Strick, he's
1: athletic. He's an athletic yeah. kid. Um, he, that, 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 that whole
0: picture looked pretty good to me, the Chubba picture. Now, what you hope is that he really continues that this summer. And then, of course, into camp. So this summer's critical. I mean, we, Strick, when you were playing back in your day, the summer was important, but it's college football is now, now just genuinely year-round. And, mm-hmm. But Chubb has got to take that momentum into May and June and July, throwing with receivers. And They'll keep track, I'm sure, of what they're doing. And, and he needs to continue in that vein. Logan Smothers, 5-for-14, didn't look as comfortable as I thought he probably would look. That was somewhat, I don't know. I'm going to say only somewhat concerning because I think he had a pretty good spring in totality. And I hate to do that to a kid, just look at one day out of 15 and make a lot of harsh judgments about him. So, I mean, I think Purdy, but I will tell you this, Strick, it's Purdy or Smothers for number two. That's what, that's what (laughs) we're looking at. I, I, I mean, I don't say that. Just based on what I saw. I don't say that just based on feeling. I say that based on what I've heard, and it's, that's what it is. I mean, it's Thompson's number one right now, and it'll be either Purdy or Smothers uh, for number two.
2: I, this is kind of you know jumping from a, a, that position was of very much importance to one that uh, people belittle at times. But certainly made a difference uh, in last year's games for Nebraska, which is kicker. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know at the punter position, Brian Buscini had uh, some good kicks and some bad kicks. Uh, Chase Contreras missed a missed a forty uh, something yarder in the field goal game. I was wondering what's uh what, when is Timmy Bleakroad still coming in? Is is that uh, waiting until the summer type of thing for him? Because is he expected to be basically the, the starting kicker?
0: Yes, he he will be here in the summer months, and yes, he's he's penciled in as their starting place kicker for sure. So I I didn't I was only mildly concerned about the <laughs> I mean you don't like them missing field goals, or for sure not missing extra points. But Bleak Road is the guy. Yes, Bob.
2: Okay, yeah, I, I was just trying to, to catch up on that because I couldn't find him on the roster, so I, was, I figured he was just coming in in the summer. Um, what, did you, what did you make of the defense kind of having uh, the better game, certainly among the starters? Because you maybe I mean, we, we could all complain about Casey Thompson not getting too many series. If he would have put it together a couple first downs, maybe we would have seen something out of him. But the defense kind of had control there. Um, maybe that's to be expected because they weren't running the whole playbook there on offense. But what did you kind of make of that general battle early on?
1: Oh,
0: I mean, not a ton, but it, but the, i mean, I would say if you watch, rewatch the game, of the scrimmage, you you would see the pass protection was shaky. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't first blush, it wasn't second blush. Um, that's what my concern would be as a Nebraska offensive coach: is the tackles. I just, I just don't think the tackles held up particularly well. Um, in the past, I just thought the pocket just. Too often, there too often, there just wasn't much time, and there was. It was not a clean pocket. It was, you know, there's a lot. those what I always say is there's a lot of colors in those guys' faces that you don't want to see. Um, so that's a concern. But on the other hand, I'll tell you this, Bob. You know, that's how it is on spring games. There's always it seems like a good news, bad news discussion, right? Those DNs, I don't know we call them DNs or outside linebackers, and we're talking about Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and then you're talking about Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnarsson. I would say the the pass rush may be in a little bit better shape than we think without O'Shawn Mathis. Now, that you you obviously would like to add that piece to it, but Garrett Nelson is an example of a player who's really come on, steadily improved, developed his game, as high one to and looks pretty good ripping around that edge now. And he's I he's I don't know. I, I I wouldn't wanna put a ceiling on him. I mean I'd like to see I'd like to see him get about eight to nine sacks this year. And then that when Jamari Butler comes in, that's a good picture too. Jamari Butler looks like he can play the run to me and he does look like a pass rusher. Gunterson if you look at him, just eyeball him, he looks like an old-school Nebraska defensive end. You know, he, he has that kind of size and athleticism. So now you're talking that maybe at O'Shawn Mathis, and I think you feel pretty good about the
1: edge, and you still got to kind of develop that interior.
0: Or really develop that interior.
1: Yeah, I felt I, – that was what I felt, uh, Sip. I felt that the uh... – the early on the defensive line, you know, they held up pretty pretty good. I, I think that they they were they were pretty strong in there with Nushmaker and that that crew early on. I thought as it got later in, I don't know if it was weary or tiredness, but it looked like that's where depth is definitely needed because the second half of that line just it, it, it seemed to collapse pretty easily. So uh, I just saw lanes starting to open up. I saw no movement. It it it, it looked. It looked very similar to, like, some old school about two, three years ago where gaps were just wide open. I mean, running back didn't even have to read it. Just step in the gap and go, you know. So, um, but, yeah, yep. I, I think that depth is definitely something that I'm sure when they came out of that saying, we need to get guys in here.
0: Well, strict, they knew that. I mean, they went through spring with seven interior linemen. Seven's a low number. That's a, that, That's – that 's everybody, and that 's not so you 're talking about guys throughout the course of spring getting four hundred plus reps of lot in live action it's a lot of wear and tear and, and now again that 's in some ways good because they're getting a lot of reps and reps are good, but there 's a fine line in that discussion um, you know it 's when you 're taxed when you 're more susceptible to injury and they got so listen. They're going to try to fortify the interior through the portal. Um, now a lot of people are going to be trying to fortify their interiors through the portal. So we'll see what Nebraska comes up with. Uh, but they, they got to do it. I mean, seven seven guys is enough. Now you'll add eight with Casey Rogers. Casey Rods. You'll add one to get to eight with Casey Rogers, who didn't didn't participate this spring because of an injury incur, incurred in the regular season final. So you'll have Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson. That'll look pretty good. But Strick, you're right. What's it look after? What's it look like after those guys? You can't play two. So
1: right.
0: you got to play. You got to play four to five to six. Two down linemen in a four three, and they got to fortify it. They got to be ready. They got it. Guys like Nash Hutmacher, Raquan Buckley, Mosai Newsome, Marquise Black. Those are the names. Those guys got to come a long way now.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be their, uh, you know, the biggest obstacle, I guess, until they, they hit the field again, uh, getting ready for fall ball. He's Steve Sibble of the Lincoln Journal, and of early break. Sip, thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, I always enjoy
2: it. Have a good day, guys. Right, there you go. Steve Sip Sibyl of the Lincoln Journal Star, and again, here on Early Break. Uh, we'll take a quick break. It is time for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout. Call it right now, 402-464-5685. The first one to do so will get in line for the opportunity to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Just got to know your trivia. That's coming up next here on The Block.